0: Evening, y'all. Please take a seat on the couch.
1: Change in a flash The whole big mess might crash Thought all my battles were fought But probably not Gonna stay not right away But I wish I had One more day I read the news today Oh man, will it get worse? It always can The biggie the small I'm just small That's all there is hell to pay And I wish I had One more day
2: And when I drop, I still
1: can't stop I got blues to play And I hope and pray I'm gonna make a way But I wish I had One more day
3: Man, good evening, and good evening. It's Monday, November 19th, 2018. I'm Vinnie Marini, and I welcome you to take a seat on the couch. Founded in 1980, the Blues Foundation is Memphis-based, but world-renowned as the organization whose mission is to preserve blues heritage, celebrate blues recording and performance, expand worldwide awareness of the blues, and to ensure the future of this uniquely American art form. With over 4,000 members, 200 affiliated blues societies, and continually growing communication and social media outreach, the Blues Foundation reaches and represents millions of blues fans and professionals the world over. With your support, the Blues Foundation is able to recognize blues musicians and their music with the Blues Music Awards, the highest accolades given in blues performance and recording. Care for those in need with the Heart Fund which provides financial support for acute and chronic medical and dental care, as well as funeral expenses for blues families in need. Through the Heart Fund, the Blues Foundation also offers health screenings at major music events to provide preventative care and early intervention to ensure musicians' long-term wellness. The foundation also supports and mentors youth and their love for the blues through Blues in the Schools networking and award scholarships to young musicians to attend accredited blues camps and workshops via its Generation Blues program. The foundation brings the best and upcoming blues musicians the world has to offer to compete on Beale Street each year as part of the International Blues Challenge. Besides the challenge, the week also includes workshops, panels, master classes, films, networking events, jams, and showcases. This is the largest gathering of the blues community in the world. If you're not a member of the Blues Foundation, please visit blues.org and sign up today. For as little as $25 per year, you will be allowed to vote for the Blues Music Awards, gain free admission to the Blues Hall of Fame Museum, and help the Blues Foundation to continue to keep the blues alive and thriving. Task Tasker's album Memphis Song has been out since June and continues to get strong radio play. Uh, Peter Blue's man, Laura, from American Music, has said, With close to a year until the next Blues Music Award puts the blues man down to selecting four nods for Taz Crew and Memphis Song. And Living Blues Magazine said Crew is clearly caught up in his enthusiasm and exhortation for Memphis and comes through clearly with both frenzy and finesse. Taz and his band are uh, taking a little break now for the holidays. They are heading to the west coast after they do their memphis swing for international blues challenge remember the taz crew jam at the international blues challenge tuesday night the 22nd of february
2: hello there this is steady rolling bob Margolin. you're listening to my friend vinnie bond marini music on the couch musicians you should know
3: and at the top of the show, we heard from Mr. Margolin and his brand-new self-titled album. Uh, the song we heard is One More Day. Welcome back, Bob, and, uh, again, happy uh, early Thanksgiving.
2: Thank you very much, and same to you, Vinnie. uh, this, uh, uh we, we all could use a, a nice holiday, couldn't we?
3: Yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, The new album is uh, truly a self-work for you. Uh, You played every instrument, um, recorded it all, and mixed it all. Uh, Talk about why you decided to self-title the album and do this all yourself.
2: Well, it certainly reflects who I am in 2018. Uh, I have uh, occasionally... well. Over the years, I've done every kind of recording, from just putting a band in the room and uh, turning on a, a tape machine to uh, doing exactly what I did this time, which is uh, recording each track myself uh, and doing the vocals and doing the guitar parts and adding more than that, a bass or drums if I feel I need to, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that in uh, 2006 and on an album called In North Carolina, and I just really felt ready to do it again, just do a personal album.
3: Yeah. Uh, this album contains six new originals and nine interpretations of songs by those you, uh, who inspired you along your journey. Uh, talk about selecting Snooky Pryor's Peace of Mind.
2: Well, I had Snooky as a guest on uh, my an album I did for Alligator Records in 1994 called My Blues and My Guitar. As for those that don't know Snooky Pryor is one of the generation of musicians that were the f- first ones to play uh electric Chicago blues taking a microphone putting it into an amplifier and uh, getting a whole different tone out of a harmonica than just a harmonica would get by itself. And uh, that was very revolutionary in the 1940s and early 1950s, and Snooky Pryor was one of the originators. And uh, by the time we got to the 1990s, I was certainly a big fan of his music and had met him and asked him to be a guest on the album that I was doing. He uh, came into the studio. Uh, he had uh, had a death in his family. He was kind of unhappy, but at the last minute he decided he wanted a place of music, and so we were very thrilled to have him there. Uh, we asked him if he wanted to uh, sing a song, because he's a great, great singer. As well as his harmonica, will make you uh, dance like a crazy or march like a soldier. The beat is so strong. <laughs> anyway, uh, we asked we, we asked Snooky if he wanted to uh, sing one, and he goes, "Oh no, I think I just play along." And uh, he was apprised of the fact that if he had written a song on the album, he would. Get more money for it, and uh, he said, "I think I can come up with something."
1: <laughs>
2: and so, with what sound, what sounds like a uh, commercial move, he turned the tables on us once again by writing a song of redemption. It's mm-hmm. a blues song called "Peace of Mind," and. He didn't have it at the beginning of the song, but he earns it for himself and for all of us by the end of it. And I wanted to pay tribute to uh, Snooky's version of that on my older album by singing it myself for him and putting my slide guitar where his harmonica was with great respect and love and sure miss him.
3: Bob Margolin and Snooky Pryor's Peace of Mind. Uh, Bob, you were here uh, back in early 2016 when uh, My Road was released. Talk a little bit about what's been going on in your life uh, since then, including your receiving the BMA for Best Male Traditional Blues Artist in 2017. And that was a great honor.
2: Well, uh, the album My Road, which was released in early 2016, uh, got got some nice reviews and uh i'm very proud that uh it did get some uh it got oh, two uh blues blast magazine award nominations and uh won both of them i had three uh blues music award nominations and but and i did win the one for uh best male traditional blues artist of twenty seventeen for that year and uh no, that's very uh redeeming
3: redeeming why 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 do you say redeeming
2: because I think that uh you'll find a lot of the musicians that you that you speak to our friends uh find themselves working very hard and some of them are doing everything by themselves alone, booking themselves and uh, Mm -hmm. making arrangements and talking to uh, club owners and promoters with an iPhone and staying in touch and literally doing everything by themselves. I'm not, I've still got uh, plenty of help, but I, I feel like I'm working hard to, uh, make the best music I can and keep my career going, keep uh, making a living at it. And so to get, look look up and have somebody say, Hey, Bob, you did good with an award. Mm. That's, that's redeeming.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's the way the business is today, especially within the blues uh, blues industry, you know, I mean, it is a a one-on-one kind of a battle for most musicians some have you know a little bit of help some have like yourself you know a, a little bit more help but uh, there are a lot of those warriors out there no doubt about it um, and and uh, just, uh, just uh, one just looking at one of the title one of the songs head held high and uh, I guess yeah you, you could hold your head high uh, with this album uh, and for all that you've done uh, so far talk a little bit more about that song
2: Well, I I appreciate you saying that I could hold my head up high, but what what this song is about was a chance encounter uh, with a woman that I never actually met or found out why. But uh, I was driving, and all of a sudden I came over a hill and saw that there was a woman driving in the passing lane where I was really slow. I had to slam on my brakes and go around her. And as I uh, looked to see who was driving that way, there was a woman driving with her, help, her head held high, but a tear in her eye. And in the song, I tried to imagine what could have caused her to feel that way. It's some kind of blues, the feeling.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I, I, yeah. I know that we all bear our personal Burdens. I don't know what hers was, but I sang about her.
1: Too close, just
2: a hint. I slammed
1: on my brakes so we'd both be dead My rambling mind snapped back to here and now And I saw just before I eased by The back of the car almost touched the road Heavy load I did not expect to see Who could be living So dangerously But her inside light Was on and she looked back At me Her head held high And a tear in her eye Her head held high A tear in her eye Don't bad Or packed all she could carry To start a new life Maybe both or neither But I felt her blues As I passed her I saw her both strong and sad
3: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jeff Jensen out of Memphis, Tennessee. I just wanted to take an opportunity to do a personal shout-out to my good friends at Music on the Couch. I really appreciate that everyone, uh, what everyone over there does, they're all such great people. Uh, A special shout-out to uh, Vinny for doing everything that they do. Thank you. Uh, Jeff sent me that one brand new. I just... I guess I should listen to him before I actually do it. Bob Margot and self-titled album uh, released on Vistone Records, as we mentioned at the top. Bob produced the album; he recorded and mixed and played every note on the album. Uh, he then turned it over to Dave Harris, who did the mastering at Studio B Mastering in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, definitely something special. Um, each song, with each song, you, uh, you you give us a little tale uh, on the inside of the album. Um, your, note, your notes talk about performing the Leroy Carr song, Blues Before Sunrise, many, many times with Muddy. Uh, talk about talk about the song and, uh, you know, putting it on this album.
2: Well, I felt like on the bandstand, just watching Muddy Waters and listening to him sing while I was in his band, When he did that particular song, which was from his youth, the song probably came out in the 1920s or early 1930s when Muddy was very young and falling deeply in love with blues and music. But when Muddy had blues the feeling later on in his life when we were on the bandstand, uh, he would use that particular song to give himself some strength. Just singing those blues made him feel better. And if we step back, uh, he did that for the rest of us too with almost all of his music, Uh, whether it was deep blues or just having some fun. But uh, Murray was a deep, deep person, and it's hard to imagine somebody like that having a personal problem or uh, speaking like we normal humans do because he was a force of nature on the bandstand. But mm. I believe that I could watch him do that song and make himself feel better, go from blues the feeling through blues the music to feeling better himself.
3: Please, before sunrise, Bob Margolin.
1: Such a long, cold, lonesome day. Today.
3: Margolin is Before Sunrise. Uh, you're uh, coming up uh, right after, I guess, Thanksgiving, you're doing the uh, beginning of December, two shows with uh, couch kid David uh, Julia, uh, whose new album inspired is out on the Vistone label. Um, kid's really talented. Talk about, talk about David and his music.
2: Well, I met David uh, in... An unlikely place. Not unlikely that it was a workshop, but it was a workshop at Yorma Kalkinen's Fur Peace Ranch, which is for guitarists. And most of the people right. that take the workshops there are um, at least middle-aged. Maybe they played when they were uh, teenagers and then did the nice, responsible thing that I didn't do and went out and got a real job and uh did well with it but they still love their guitar and uh yorma's wonderful ranch which i believe that's the magic king kingdom not disney world
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh yeah, is yeah a wonderful place to to uh hang out and just think about music and uh these people can learn from some of their favorite musicians they get wonderful teachers there and i've been honored to uh Do workshops there a few times I met David there I guess In about uh, 2013 or 14 Uh, I think think it was 14 I think it was about 14
3: Yeah
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, So he was by far The youngest in the class But he was the life of the party He was so creative He inspired everybody else Why don't you try it this way Hey maybe we can arrange a song together but let's just not do the standard thing. Let's find something else that we can do with it to express ourselves. Uh, That's cool. I, did, I didn't want to mentor him. I wanted him to be my life coach. <laughs> yeah, he's a
3: very talented, very talented young man. I mean, you've, you've had the opportunity to work with so many of the youngsters through uh, Generation Blues and through the Pine Top Camp and, uh, you know, uh, the other camps that uh, the others. Uh, Sessions that you do um, to see that you know in in the same way you know I talk I say to people all the time and I use you an example as an example is this I said you know if it's not for for Muddy we don't have Bob Margolin and if not for Bob Margolin we're not going to have a lot of these kids I said this is this is you know the lineage that that has to happen in this genre uh, has to be passed down from generation to generation uh, or it's going to go away. And it's, it's incredible nice for what you me do. to be
2: in the middle of it. Yeah, um, yeah, no I, I, I appreciate that. You 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 couldn't believe how nice people like Muddy Waters and Pontop Perkins and all the older guys in Muddy's band, which is all of them, uh, mm-hmm. were to me. And, and in being helpful and learning from their example and being treated well by those people uh, was one of the thrills of my life. And yeah, uh, it's wonderful to meet somebody like David. And I, I promise you, I'm very, very inspired by him. Uh, mm-hmm. And you you'd be able to hear that when uh, we do some shows together in Florida at the end of the month and beginning of next month.
3: Yeah, yeah. I got to meet him just about that same year, I think it was, during IBC time. And, you know, I've gotten to meet so many of the, uh, the, the youth showcase bands um, the, in layman terms uh, You know And uh, uh, some of the other, some, some of the other uh, Youngsters who are now Entering as adults in the, in the challenge itself And it's just so interesting to see where they are In their musical journeys And get to watch them uh, It's really fun um, You uh, have a song On the album called Mercy That you say is Your blues for today's dangerous world Tell us about that.
2: Hmm. Well, uh, this—I hate to take us so away from blues, the music back into blues, the feeling again, but uh, just some of the things that are happening in the world today. Whichever side you're on,
4: mm-hmm.
2: there is a wider gap between people socially, economically romantically and I wanted to write about that and how it gives me the blues to feel so many people are far apart from each other now in more than ever before and uh, so I wrote this song without being specific whether it was writing about uh, loneliness uh, personally and romantically or whether it was about Uh, yearning for something different politically or socially or economically. Uh, Just let people interpret it and try to make it evocative. But mercy. I want it to stop. I want us to get together. (laughs)
3: One of my favorites on the album, "Mercy" from Bob Margolin, um, and uh, just uh, while while the song was playing, it popped in my head another uh, young lady that I met at IBC who's uh, on The Voice right now, uh, Sarah Grace. So uh, if you're out there, folks, uh, go, go cast a few votes for Couch Kid Sarah Grace. Uh, I think she, uh, I think I didn't, I haven't seen it yet. It's on tape, but I think she did uh, "Yellow Brick Road" t- tonight. Um, On the show, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, You also have a a series of performances coming up with Jimmy Vivino uh, entitled Two Guys, Two Guitars, and 200 Stories. Uh, How did all that come about? And uh, is this something that's going to continue going on into 2019? Or did I miss something and you've been doing this for a while?
2: No, uh, we we haven't, although uh, we've run into each other uh, a little bit more than we used to. I have known him since the 70s and on and off here and there we've been on shows together. In mm-hmm. 1998 he was playing with Levon Helm when all right. the um, o- older Muddy guys were all together as the Muddy Tribute Band. We opened a show for Levon and Poughkeepsie and uh, Jimmy was pretty much the band leader and uh, f- and frontman on that one doing a lot of singing and guitar playing as well as playing organ and saxophone. He was just amazing. We've been friends for a long time. However, uh, I was doing a tour called Last Waltz 40 in 2017. And Mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, a celebration of the last waltz with a lot of really amazing musicians from today. The musical directors were Don Was and Warren Haynes uh mm-hmm. dr john yeah, was in there for a while too and uh taj mahal jamie johnson incredible uh country star uh there's just bunches of them i could take up the whole show just listing the cast of characters on that but when we played in austin uh jimmy havino stopped by and naturally sat in and we got to talking and he said uh so where are you going to be on Monday? And this was on a Saturday. And I said, well, actually, we're, we'll be going to Los Angeles, which is where Jimmy's bi-coastal, but that's one of the places where he lives. And he said, oh, I'll be there too. Well, call me when you get into town. I'll pick you up. We'll go play somewhere. And uh, he did exactly that. And uh, we sat in uh, with a band that, uh, in uh Los Angeles, uh, I think it was called Maui Sugar Shack was the name of the club.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I know there, there is, is a club. Plenty of yeah.
2: video yeah. on it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we just had a ball, just trading songs back and forth and having a good time playing together. We've done it a number of times since then. Uh, out for the Tulsa Blues Project, I kind of introduced Jimmy to them, and. Uh, September of 2017 and then about a week later I played on a big show that Jimmy was a musical director for in New York City with uh it was for the Blues Foundation I, a big mm-hmm. benefit at the uh, B.B. King's club that's no longer there anymore in Times Square right. and and so we, we've we done a few things here and there and I guess Jimmy came up with the idea are you interested in doing this? And, of course, I jumped at it. I really want to. I love playing with just few people. That last, uh, last song was just one. And uh, I think that we'll put our two guitars together and tell lots of stories because we've both been around and uh, been lucky enough to be around some wonderful musicians. And I think we'll put our two guitars together and try and make one and one equal three.
3: Yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, love love it to get love you to keep doing it and get down toward the Memphis area. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you in Memphis during IBC week. Uh, you know, I'm now no longer upstairs at uh, Rum Boogie. I'm now at Club Handy right down the block. Uh, so please come by and visit me uh, during the week uh, during IBC. Um, I'll be doing the shows from okay. there.
2: That's good to know. You I know. wouldn't want to be wandering around in, in the in the empty uh, big room uh, above the rumboogie. Yeah, well,
3: eat? yeah. They they decided that they decided they were going to make it a game room, so they told me I couldn't do my show there anymore. They haven't done anything with it, so it is what it is. I, I love Club Handy because I'm on the ground floor, no stairs. Uh, there's a setup for people to, you know, occasionally I can have people plug in and play live right there, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, This gentleman's name is Bob Margolin. He's definitely a musician you should know. The website is bobmargolin.com, and you can follow his tour dates and find out about uh, the tour with Jimmy and find out the dates he's playing with David down in uh, Florida and all the rest of his dates. You can follow his news, buy his music, uh, his book, and more. Um, We're going to play one last song from the new self-titled album, uh, and this is one of your originals, Best I Can Do. Do you have a, a little tale behind this one that you would like to share?
2: Well, I uh kind of look back over my life and uh I remember back to when I was just uh, a little boy not in school yet. I was lucky I had a very easy childhood, so I remember things very well from that happened. And uh I was sitting sitting there this would have been in about 1953 or 1954. Uh, sitting on my steps just watching the world go by, and I saw an old man on crutches walking very, very slowly and getting closer to me. If you wanted to get uh, poetic about it, you could say, I could see myself as an old man coming closer. (laughs) However, what it was, it was literally something that happened. And being just a little kid and having no social grace whatsoever, I said, what happened to you? And he said, I had polio and it's very hard to walk, but I do the best I can do. And this song goes on from there uh, with Mm -hmm. some good things that happened and then some good things that didn't happen. And by the end of the song, I get a little wild on the guitar. I played some slide guitar, but I uh, kind of put some space effects on it. And so so far nobody's busted me on it. At least nobody said, "Oh, that's terrible." Muddy Waters would roll over. See, I guess <laughs> see what see what you think with this guitar on the yeah, end of the I, song I, you as know, well as I the like story. I
3: like the guitar I like the guitar at the end of the uh, at the end of the song. So that's just my that's my that's my feeling. You know, I mean everything everything progresses, Bob. It's uh, everything has to progress. So uh, I really appreciate I, you I stuff, it made Bob. my
2: I'm sorry, I I thought I made my guitar sound like rocket
3: ships. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Back,
2: Back to the little kid again.
3: Bob Margolin, and this is Best I Can Do.
1: Our world has gone crazy. Faster and faster, worse and worse. The world has gone crazy.
2: I was four years old sitting on my steps to see what I would see. I saw an old man on
1: crutches, slow, so slow getting closer to me.
2: He looked up and smiled and I said hello, but how could he be happy with so much pain? I was just a little boy, didn't think before I asked. What happened to you? He said, I have a disease. And it's hard to walk.
1: But I do the best I can do.
2: Every kid I shot, It would pinch a little bit But it sure would help Make sure I wouldn't get What that old man got The
1: world is gonna get Better and better At least that's what I thought I expected Many more miracles That should've been What we've got It was not But I do the best I can do We read for the stars And walk on the moon Half a century later No further Peace of mind Respect and love Are now fear and hate and murder Our world has gone crazy
2: Crazy Faster and faster Worse and worse The
1: world has gone crazy
2: Don't let your guard down And be strong
1: I get my thrills while I can Fun when I can find it Crazy busy working hard I can't say I don't mind it I'll tell you my pleasure I'll tell you my thrill It works every time And it always will I put down my phone And I pick up my guitar And it's safe My pain, my joy, my spirit,
2: my outrage.
1: And I do the best I can. Do.
3: Bob Margolin from his brand new album and uh, Best I Can Do. Uh, out of Australia comes the music of Maddie T. Wall. Wall has been called one of the most inspired musicians of his generation from Bluebird News. His new album, Sidewinder, is out, out and the reviews tell the story. Rock and Blues Muse says, this is one remarkable album. The songs aren't glued together with one unifying sound, but with many. Maddie T. Wall is a powerful, inventive songwriter, guitar player, vocalist, and band leader. And Mindy McCall of No Depression says of Sidewinder, it's a scorching statement of purpose from an artist we'll be hearing from for years to come. Check out all things Maddie T. Wall and get your copy of Sidewinder, along with Maddie's first album, Blue Skies, and all his swag at www.mattytwall.com. M-A-T-T-Y, the letter T-W-A-L-L.
1: Hi, this is Vincent Hayes, and you're listening to Music on the Couch with Vinnie Marini, only on Blog Talk Radio.
3: Like I said to her when I just got her on the phone, finally, back on October 1st, Blog Talk Radio went down on me just before the show was about to start, and I had to cancel all my guests and uh, have had them all rescheduled. And Miss Trudy Lynn is my last of those groups. So we finally get to meet her. She originally joined me back in 2016 when she released her 12th album, I'll Sing the Blues for You. Uh, Tonight she returns with Blues Keep Rockin'. Uh, It released in July, so Couch Kid New Music is stretching it just a little, folks. But it's the first time for her to come back. And the album is at number 7 on the Roots Music Report Blues Album Chart. So hell, we'll speak to Trudy, but first... This is the title track. Miss Trudy Lynn and Blues Keep Knocking. (laughs)
1: I don't have a seat I'm just sitting here drinking by myself Have a drink on night Nobody but <laughs> me
3: Oh, baby. This Trudy Lynn. Let's keep knocking. Good evening, Trudy, and thank you so much for thank finally you, taking Danny a seat back here. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, I, you know, as I mentioned, uh, you know, you were back here on uh, December sixteenth. Um I I have to ask, and I was gonna you know, I was gonna ask a month ago, so I'm gonna ask tonight. How uh, talk about how badly were you impacted by Harvey living in Houston?
0: Oh, I got a little damage, still trying to work on uh, it, but thank yeah. God I'm safe.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I know so many people who, yeah, like you said, still working on it. And, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Just, uh, I had a pecan tree to fall across the back of my house. Ooh, ouch. Uh-huh. Okay. So it wasn't the water that did, I mean, it was a tree that was in the backyard.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Fell through, through one of the back bedrooms. Ah,
3: okay. Well, at least it wasn't your bedroom, so you don't have to... You know, you got no, it was mine.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, talk a little bit more about what's, what's been going on in your life since then. Uh, you've had some incredible things go on. Uh, you had a, uh, a nomination uh, for a BMA for Soul Blues Female uh, and three Living Blues uh, uh, nominations, oh, awards. Talk about all of that. Just incredible, oh,
0: all of it I, yeah, to be nominated it, it, it was a great honor, and I was very appreciative of that, you know, I was in the nominations, and I did a performance there earlier yeah. this year, yeah. mhm, yes, I was there, I saw you, yes, okay, so that,
3: was great. Yes. that was great, yeah that was great, yeah,, I enjoy doing uh, that,
0: I enjoy doing that,
3: yeah. and I know you, um you. Did you just get back from Europe a couple of, a few weeks back? I just back? got I mean, back from were...
0: Europe. Yeah, yeah, I was in Europe uh, last night in October. I went to, um, went to Spain, Caceres, to do mm-hmm. a festival there. And we went to France and went to Belgium and came all back to the States. Nice,
3: nice. Um, and it, was, it, was, it crowd... was a
0: successful tour.
3: Oh, it was yeah, great. The crowds over, it was great. The crowds over there, they, 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 they tend to pay a little bit more attention than maybe audiences over here. Do you find? Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah I had them at one place in France Was lined up outside in the door Waiting for me to get in there
3: Nice, nice
0: They really like the blues over there And they they keep up with the blues artists Here from the States, you know They know who's doing it And they be Mm -hmm. waiting on Mm -hmm. us when we come there Mm -hmm.
3: That's great Talk about the song Pitiful Uh, This one features Bob Lanza on guitar
0: Yes, I that's one of my favorites. It's a song that I've always liked that song. When I first heard it, I was much younger when I heard it, you know, but it's one of those songs that stay with me. And then I'm a fan of Big Mabel. I like everything that she does. Yeah.
1: She's
0: she's one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites. And and she just inspired. Well, when I first heard it, I never thought about singing it, but the more I, you know, thought about it and thought about it, I said, well, okay, it's time for me to do this song.
3: From Blues Keep Knocking. Trudy Lynn, and this is pitiful.
1: And make you happy When you see me cry Please have mercy on
2: And you're listening to Vinnie Marini On Music on the Couch Musicians you should know So put your feet up Sit back, relax And take a load off that fanny
3: Sorry, (laughs) my dog just decided to chase my cat uh, Trudy <laughs> Lynn from the Blues Keep Knockin' Album and uh, Pitiful. Uh, let's see. Uh, the album is produced by Rock Romano for Conor Ray Music, recorded, mixed, and mastered by Rock Romano, uh, Red Rock. Shack Recording Studio in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the musicians on the album Steve Cross on uh, Couch Kid, Steve Krauss on harmonica, David Carter on guitar, Terry Dry on bass, Matt Johnson on drums, Randy Wall piano and organ. Dan Carpenter on sax, Jim Brady on trumpet, Bob Lanza on guitar on that song, and one other, and Carolyn Wonderland adds guitar to it also, and as I mentioned, uh, is on Conoray Music. Your fourth album. Bob, Bob for, Lanza
0: uh, did a solo on that.
3: Bob did a solo on mm-hmm. that song, yeah. Bob, I, I think um, he
0: did such a great job. I have to call attention to that. I think he did yeah, such a certainly.
3: wonderful job on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great, he, yeah, he, and the other song that he was on also. Uh, Did a great, uh, wonderful job with that one. Also, Um, this is your fourth album for Conor, Ray, so you seem to have found a a home and you feel feel comfortable there. Um, uh, You know, I know Steve is a a big part of uh, the whole operation over there and uh, is a big part of your, um, you know, your your music and and, and the like. Uh, You wrote the title track for this album, and then you just uh, you went out and you chose nine other songs um was it a group was it a group session did you sit down by yourself and pick them trudy did you have a couple people help you what were the criteria for selecting them
0: no there were songs that i chose myself you know songs that that meant a lot to me just like uh pitiful the one i just did by big mabel i like that song because it kind of reminds me in some instances (laughs) you know it's just Mm -hmm. where a man want to have his cake and eat it too that's what that was sure. about, you yeah. know. So, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to do that song, and and these are songs that I grew up on listening to, you know. And and so songs that I, but,
3: but Go ahead. I'm, fin- I'm go sorry. Ahead. Finish your thought. No, no. Mm-mm. Finish your thought, Mm-mm. please.
0: <laughs> no, I was just saying these <laughs> these songs mean a lot to me. Songs that that I grew up on.
3: So I mean. I, the, I'm just curious. You know, you you decide okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to record, and uh, you've got the one song that you wrote, and you're going to select, uh, you know, nine other songs that, or how many you just selected before you went in? Not nine plus the title song made the album, but um, it, was it was it difficult? I mean, did you sit down with a pencil and paper one night? Was this something that you did over a course of a couple of weeks? I'm just curious how the how it all worked for you. It's interesting.
0: Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the type of person, I, I love listening to other people. I love listening to other blues songs, and these are just some of the songs. This is just some of the songs that I like, you know, okay. that has been mm-hmm. uh, recorded previously. And so, this it just so happened on this CD, this is a group that I chose because it's, 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 several, it's, it's a lot of more. It's a lot of more. Sure. I love blues music, you know.
3: Absolutely. Tell us uh, your connection mm-hmm. to uh, the song I Sing the
0: Blues. I'll sing the blues. That's that's um, that's um what I do. That's 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 one connection, Reena. You know, and when I heard Elder doing it, I said, oh, my God, she's singing me. She's singing me because I love singing the blues. I love singing the blues. And, 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 and like some of the lyrics in there where she said, my dad is singing the blues. My father used to do that with my mother. He would sing the blues. He wasn't wow. a singer. He didn't do it professionally. But on the weekends, you know, when he wasn't working and off and at home, sure. we'd be eating he would sing some blues, you know, and blow a little harmonica and stuff. And I, I I just remember that. And when I heard that song, I said, okay, that's me. That's me. There it is. And, sure and I, I just, it just, that's, that's how it touched me. It wasn't that I chose the song to try, you know, to be like it. I just wanted a song. That was me. That was me. What she was singing was me.
1: Catch care, and when I pull it hard enough, you'll be my man <laughs>
3: Trudy Lynn, the album's Blues Keep Knocking. As long as I sing the blues, yes, she does. Uh, what What are you looking forward to in 2019? Do you have a goal set someplace that you've never pl- performed before that you're going after or uh, some other mountain that you want to conquer?
0: Well, I'm just going to keep on singing the blues and... Uh, um... We got the award things coming up next year. I mean, this year, next year, and some recognition, you know, because I've been doing it a long time. I really started singing in uh, '67. I've been around a long right, time yeah. singing the yeah, blues. You know, yeah. I didn't when I first started. I wasn't singing blues. I was off into like uh, in the 67s was soul music, like you know.
3: Right, right, yeah. Right. We talked about that and when you original or during your original right, interview. We talked a lot right, about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right, and I
0: ventured, I, well, I was raised in blues, so it was there, but, you know, being young, you want to try something different, so I did soul, and I just ventured on off into blues and just made it a staple for me, you know, mm-hmm. and sure, um, sure. I've enjoyed, I, I enjoy it, what I'm doing, you know, and I just want to keep on and just keep it moving long as I can, long as God grant me the strength and the help to do it, I'm going to sing the blues.
3: That's incredible it's just uh it's been so much fun to uh to, to to get to speak with you the couple of times we've had a chance to talk and uh to to- uh listen to the stories and uh and i'm wonderful. grateful and i'm
0: grateful absolutely yes I'm grateful uh, we missed uh, it the last time, and I'm so glad that uh, we we finally got a chance to I'm, do this uh, you
3: know I'm a bulldog i'll keep i'll keep going until we get you on um uh, back. Her name is Trudy Lynn, and she's truly a legend in the blues world. The new album is "Blues Keep Knocking." If it's not in your collection, why not? Uh, you can check out all things Trudy at trudylynn.com. T r u d y l y n n dot com. Uh, we're gonna play one last song from the album "Blues Keep Knocking." Um, never been to Spain. Why? Why? How did this one get selected? talk about your connection that to that
0: uh when, when when i heard that never been to spain I, I heard it by what was that three dog night when i was much younger yes and sure. then i heard um ike and tina turner doing a version of it and it just that's what sold me with it when i heard them doing that song i said oh i like that i like the feel that they were doing you know and it just stayed with me
3: yeah absolutely and uh uh, and, and I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna, we're gonna tag it up with it won't be long. Also from the album, uh, just because we can. So uh, two, uh, two, two spot from Miss Trudy Lynn from Blues Keep Knocking. Uh, we're gonna start with Never Been to Spain, and then it won't be long. Thank you so much, Trudy. I truly appreciate you.
0: And thanks for having me, uh, Benny, and everybody. Keep supporting the blues. That's where it is, honey. Stay with the blues. Absolutely. Well, i never been the spine, but
1: I kinda like the music. They say the men are insane, they really know how to use it. They don't.
0: Well, I've never been. by and by.
3: Double Shot from Ms. Trudy Lynn. Uh, that was It Will Be Long uh, and Proceeding That Was Never Been to Spain. We don't do that very often, but I just felt like I wanted to get both of those songs in, and uh, so there you go. Uh, we did. Um, and now my papers are all over the desk, and uh, there it is. Bridget Kelly Band, uh, the Blues Warrior Uh, was released earlier this year, and it continues to be on both the Blues Music Report album chart and the Blues Rock chart. Uh, Pretty impressive. Uh, Just the band is just as tight as they've ever been. They are doing touring throughout the country. Uh, Tim was given the KBA uh, last year, which is an incredible honor. Just go out and buy their music. com. They are powerful blues rock, and you won't be sorry. Blues Warrior is just incredible. Again, BridgetKellyBand dot com. Uh, we are. Let's see. We're traveling for the rest of the evening. Uh, about as far as as you can get. Uh, uh, first stop, we are going to head to Australia, uh, and Fiona Boys uh, is. Uh, Going to be calling in, and uh, I just saw her pop in just now, so that's good. Uh, the brand new album is Voodoo in the Shadows, and we're going to talk to her right after we listen to the song that opens the album. Call my name. Call their name. So. <laughs> Voodoo in the Shadows, Fiona Boys, and call their name calling in from Australia. Uh, good afternoon to you. Right? Oh, good afternoon, Hello, there how
5: are you doing, Vinny? Good. Hey, I,
3: how I are kinda, you? Yeah, I'm well, I'm well. Um, I guess the last time we spoke was 2013. For some reason, I never got box and dice and, and we never connected when Professing the Blues came out. So I'm going to take the take the hit for that. I apologize, but I'm so glad that we've got uh, uh, got to get you back in for Voodoo in the Shadows. Uh, talk about what's been going on in New World for the last couple of years because you've been real busy.
5: I have been really busy and, and it really, I guess um, it's been an incredibly productive time. As, as you mentioned, there's been a, a couple of uh, albums that I've done. at 2015 um, was Box and Dice, which It's the same studio um, team as as has done the new album, Voodoo in the Shadows. And this was kind of the beginning, I guess, of exploring kind of more of this stripped back um, rootsy stuff and and the debut of my current little love affair with cigar box guitars and and these kind of outside instruments. Um, I... Box and Dice came about. That The album's named for my first cigar box guitar, which mm-hmm. had a green, lurid green plastic knob, dice knobs for the volume and tone. And, um, you know, over the years, I'd seen these kind of cigar box guitars, but I thought, you know, what am I going to do with these things? They're not like real guitars. But um, I, I ended out... Um, Playing in a little town in Australia called Yak and, and this thing was hanging on the on the wall of the pub, and uh, and I got it down and played it, and it was it turned out to be quite inspiring. So I ended up doing an album that was based around that material, Box and Dice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh. That was signed. To, um, sorry.
3: No, no, I I, just, I said yes, and I'm just listening in. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs>
5: And um that that album um, turned out so great. it got it got a lot of airplay here in Australia and I ended out um, that was signed to reference recordings in California on their mm-hmm. side label Fresh. and um, and through that, they were interested in doing their own dedicated uh, project with me. And reference recordings have been fantastic people to. To deal with and really interesting because they're not a blues label they're an audiophile label and um, so I ended out doing um, professing the blues which was an acoustic audiophile record with them um, and that all their reference recording uh, albums are recorded using their special techniques and it's recorded by professor Keith O Johnson a very revered engineer and uh, so that was a whole trip to, to record because the, the album is um, because of the audio audio file nature of it it's they do everything in in real time live mm-hmm. with no overdubs and no no active electronics so they're capturing the sound in the space so there's, there's no compression no reverb no headphones no monitors and you just sitting there and playing, so that was a really cool
3: experience.
5: Um, yeah, I'm trying and, to, I'm trying to that, think
3: back. I'm trying to... I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll blab. <laughs> no,
5: no, you ask me question. I'm talking enough, Benny. Go on, ask.
3: <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I've had another artist on who is on reference, and I just can't... My brain is just locking up, and I can't come up with it. Um, and but, it would uh, be
5: Doug McLeod.
3: Thank you. There it would be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's it. Yeah yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, all, um, all of the albums hours. are, all of the albums are done so well. You're right. They're just incredibly mm. done
5: well. So. And it's a, it was a fascinating process. And I think it's wonderful that that a label of, of their caliber actively decided that, you know, because being an audiophile, they, or most of the stuff they're doing is um, symphony orchestra, classical, large ensembles like this. So the idea mm-hmm. of that reference would, would actively think acoustic blues, here's a fantastic genre that we can explore that would be interesting, not only to the blues people, but also to the audiophile um, community. So, yeah, incredible opportunity. Yeah. And that was a wonderful album and uh was very well received and also won won me the um blues blast music award for best acoustic album which is a great honor and yeah so it's uh it's been you know between well really the last three years so this is my third album um and i'm i'm really proud of these recent recordings as there's. quite a, a range to the, to the stuff I've been doing. And it's, um, it's a wonderful reflection of my ongoing love affair with, with blues music.
3: And, and that's, that's, that's just so enlightening, uh, to hear from someone who's had such incredible success prior to these three albums in her career. Um, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's just so nice. Uh, that's very cool. Um, these songs, Voodoo, Voodoo in the Shadows, they come out of, you know, most definitely the love and respect you have for the American South, uh, specifically uh, my, my home state, of Mississippi and uh, Louisiana. Um, and uh, out of that comes one of the songs that uh, anyone who knows anything about the blues and uh, the clubs in, in the nowheres of the, uh, the states, you know, in the back roads. Uh, Reds. Uh, talk about party at Reds.
5: Oh, I'm so glad you chose that. It's really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of all the songs on the album, and I said it's quite diverse. But party at Reds is, I guess, a particular favourite because it's so much fun to play, and and yeah, it's a it's a tribute to um, Reds Lounge in Clarksville, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I think because. It's it's such a funky place, and I think it's it's important um, to sort of uh, respect and 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 note these places. And and Red Paden, the proprietor, of course, is quite a character, and quite the iconoclast. <laughs> so there is reference to some of his favourite sayings um, mixed in with the lyrics of the song. And um, I. I think, you know, so many people go to Clarksdale, so many blues pilgrims. And I was actually really amazed as I was writing this album because I've revisited Mississippi and and Clarksdale in particular several times over the last few years, or revisited, I should say. And Mm -hmm. um, when I started writing songs inspired by these recent trips, I was road testing them here in Australia and I was amazed at how many people, how many of the audience members here in Australia had been to Clarksdale and and knew of Reds if indeed they hadn't been there. And I could see such a warm response to the song. But I was concerned that to show due respect to to Mr Payton, so I was very pleased to, um, once I'd recorded the song, to go to Clarksdale um, in June, and actually have a chance to go down to to the club, and um, and play the song for Red in person and make sure that he approved, and and it was uh, fantastic. You know, it was a great experience to to play the song at Reds. It was a yeah. party. How could
3: he not? How could he not? Yeah, absolutely. Fiona oh, Boy from in yeah, the Shadows. Yeah, uh, and this is party at Reds. <laughs> Thank you. on the boys from the voodoo in the shadows and party at reds yeah it is a party that no doubt no doubt uh you, you you know you got to spend as you just mentioned two weeks down here in uh, this past June did you learn anything new about either yourself or the south after so many trips down here uh do you always learn something new when you uh take a new travel
5: yeah, yeah, I do, you know. And I, and I think it's you know, part of it's the you know, picking up not only the music but um the the atmosphere. I think there's something cumulative about you know, having a chance to to visit places, meet people, play with different musicians and you know, I I, I particularly have enjoyed the last um couple of times I've been in Mississippi going to visit como and you know i hadn't been into that sort of that area before and um and last year i also went down and spent some time in jackson and and um you know went to jam at helen mel's famous monday blues jam things like that
3: yeah which is going and, on right now and which also, goes which is going on right now which is going on right now because i'm doing my show on monday nights and I always tell Judy, I said, you've got it. You have to change, you have to change so it. And she says, no, I have to change it. And I said, no, you have to change it. <laughs> so we just really disagree on who's going to change it.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. And the other thing is that I've always, you know, dreamt of New Orleans. And you, um, you might hear that, the, the fabulous chugging um, harmonica um, on Party at Reds um, is by the wonderful Johnny Sansone, um, and I'd always admired Johnny's um, playing and songwriting, and um, as it turned out, he, he, he got in, in touch with me, and he came and we did some touring here in Australia, um, and so I was really excited about that. I'd already planned to do the recording, so I quickly um, you know, rescheduled the studio so that we could grab him as a special guest to play harmonica on a few tracks, and also he contributes accordion, on one of the songs on Voodoo and the Shadows, which was just such, you know, every now and again, you get this wonderful synchronicity because I'd written, um, one of the songs in particular where I thought, gee, it would be great to have a Louisiana style accordion on that. Now, where am I going to get that? <laughs> and then <laughs> along came this opportunity to play and hang out with Johnny Sansone and which was a wonderful, wonderful experience musically and personally. Um, and, uh, you know, so Johnny plays on a few tracks on the new album. And then when I came um, back to the States in June, uh, which was mainly to be the guitar instructor at the Pine Top Perkins workshops in in uh, in Clarkstown, which was a great wow. honour. Yeah, but um, I also had an opportunity then to go down and spend all the time in New Orleans and play with Johnny. And, um, yeah, so... You know, every now and again, um, sometimes the passion for the music and and the timing all just comes together and um, leads to more great experiences. You know, and I think that's one thing, particularly with this album, kind of being like a virtual road trip between um, North Mississippi down to New Orleans. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I love this idea that that blues is a much wider genre than a lot of people give it credit for. And I'm very passionate, passionate about this, um, particularly to people who might not be diving the wall blues fans, you know, that Mm -hmm. often you can, um, I get the opportunity to play at community festivals or jazz festivals or folk festivals. And it's amazing how people who might not even know that they like blues yet, when they're exposed to sort of a bit of a wider range of stuff, they go, oh, that's great. I didn't know that was blues too, you know? So that's yeah. one of the things I love about exploring these different regional styles.
3: I've done that a few times with friends. I'll tell them, come on out, let's go see this, this band. And, you know, not never mention blues, you know, just never mention a genre. Just let's go see this band, <laughs> you know? And they'll, they'll come out and they'll go, wow, that was great. And they say, yeah, yeah, so you're a blues fan, huh? Well, why, why do you say that? I said, because that's 100% blues that you just listened to for the last four hours. Oh, okay. Now I see. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: you, know, you know, it's funny. Uh, tell us the tale behind with a little respect. This one was written specifically for a festival songwriting competition way back in
5: 2007. Yeah, and it's it really is a rarity for me because generally, you know, I, it, all different People who are songwriters have different ways of writing, and a lot of people have a very set way of writing. They might do the lyrics first or the music first. For me, I, the you know most of of my albums are uh, predominantly original songs, but I can't tell you exactly how the songwriting thing works. It it's like um, some songs you struggle with, and and you take a while. They take a while to find their shape. Some songs tumble out like they're a a gift from the universe. I'm not sure how that works. Um, And I get inspiration from all different things, but I very rarely, in fact, never write to order or to a specific... um, You know, when someone says, write a song about
4: you, it it very rarely happens for me. It is to
5: order. Yeah, It is to order, yeah. And and to me, it just has to come out of some inspiration. But this particular song... With a little respect, um, I was honoured to be Artist of the Year at Port Ferry Folk Festival in 2007. And this is one of the biggest festivals in the Southern Hemisphere, certainly in Australia. And it's, um, it, it's a wonderful festival. It's a folk festival, but it's very diverse. And they, they usually have quite a strong blues component as well as world music and workshops and all, all different styles of of stuff are mixed in there but it's a big festival and it to be um to be given the honor of artist of the year for the the festival was a great honor because i think i was the first like blues player to to get that honor and that particular year they they always have a songwriting um component and a competition um as part of the festival and so i kind of yeah, it was unusual. I, I just sort of decided to get a bit inspired, and I and I wrote this song for that year. And and the um, roughly speaking, that the theme was songs of tolerance. And in fact, the original draft that I presented at the festival was in it was in the um, the final um, handful of uh, I didn't win the competition, but I it was right, in the. Right they got the finalists and they, they had a concert and I was part of that concert and and presented the song. And it was a little bit more political actually in the original draft. Um, But for some reason um, there was some stuff happening with domestic politics here in Australia at the time I was assembling the songs for the album and writing. And also um, a fan emailed me out of the blue and said, do you remember that song? That you did um, did you ever record it so I got inspired and and I dragged it out of the files and dusted it off (laughs) and I thought you know there's a lot of um, a lot of polarizing aspects to um, globally to you know to to politics and and even right down to personal relationships it seems at the moment and uh, so maybe I just felt that it was it was time to to yeah to to rework the song and present it and I think it's it's kind of timely it it's um i guess just a song making asking beseeching people to just let's all try and treat each other well as fellow humans
3: yeah it's um it's interesting uh, my first guest tonight was another person who does a lot of pine top camp bob margolin and his new album has has a lot of this theme to it, so it's um, uh, I guess you know for for anyone who can write songs in today's world, this, this is going to be a it's going to sneak in this theme, and uh, um, it's amazing that this is a, a song that's almost 12 years old now, Fiona Boys from Voodoo in the Shadows, and this is with a little respect. Mm.
5: Got your way. I got
1: mine with a little respect. Mm-hmm. You got your way. I got mine with a little respect. Maybe we'll get on fine.
5: Be true to yourself and lighten your load. It wasn't God or the devil made you
1: choose your road. Walk your own road, walk it
5: with grace. Let light and love set your pace. You got your way. I got mine with a little respect. Maybe, just maybe you got your way.
1: Charlie Musselway, and you're listening to Vinnie Bon Marini on Music on the Couch.
3: I learned. With a little respect, off of the Voodoo in the Shadows album, Fiona Boys. Uh, Fiona, obviously, is on electric, baritone, cigar box, guitars, and the vocals. Tim Neal on Hammond, piano, bass, and baritone sax. Mark Grundon on drums, percussion, chains, and horseshoes. Johnny Sansone on harmonica and accordion. The recording engineer is Colin Wynn at 30 Mill Studios. It was produced by Fiona Boys. recorded and mixed at 30 Mill Studios in Australia, uh, recorded December 8th and 9th, 2017, and January 16th, 17th, 2018, mastered by Joseph Kara at Crystal Mastering in Australia. And uh, the whole thing is on reference records. uh, Fresh and also Blue Empress Records. There you go. After you left uh, here, or a little bit earlier, you spent uh, three weeks over in Germany and Switzerland, Italy, Belgium, Bulgaria, and then down into South Africa. Uh, Talk about the trip a little (laughs) uh, The The different audiences and how the different countries and how they react to the music, is it the same, is it different?
5: Well, I think it's sometimes surprising um, to American audiences, just how universal the blues has become and how universally loved they are around the world. And it's, you know, it, it, it was fantastic because yeah, this trip I've just come back from was quite a whirlwind and I got to play a lot of different countries. And, um, one of the most interesting things was for me to play in Bulgaria for the first time. And, uh, you know, the blues scene there is reasonably small, but you get the sense that people are very passionate. And, um, yeah, in fact, everywhere I went, it, it, the shows were really well-received. And, um, you know, it's a, I, I just love doing my best for an audience. And it, and it doesn't matter where it is. It's just um, a wonderful honour to be able to uh, play the music I love to audiences all over the world. It's just fantastic. Yeah,
3: that has to be. Uh, and then down into South Africa also. That's pretty incredible. Um, uh, you know, whenever I bring a guest back on, I always end up finding one little tidbit that I didn't know the first time I met or I spoke with them. Uh, and the tidbit about you is I didn't realize that you you have a, a, a five children and nine grandchildren um, with, your, with your husband. Um how does that you know as a travel, you know as as someone who's away for you know three weeks six weeks you know whatever does it make it difficult difficult to be away
5: well it look in the past it was more of a challenge, but everybody's kind of launched and um it's mm. and it's great you know <laughs> it's it's a it's a richness to um to have all the family life you know and you're trying to but it is—it's you know—it's difficult when you are having to travel a lot for for mm-hmm. your work and and increasingly that is the case you know, but uh, but there again as I said I'm I'm lucky to do I'm lucky to be doing what I love.
3: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it's just you know it was just something all of a sudden that was there in front of me and I went wow okay that's interesting <laughs> uh, you know uh, yeah it's, uh, uh New Orleans. Was uh, Gary Vincent tune one of the uh, two non-originals on the album? Uh, Talk about talk about deciding to do this one, and I think pretty much you already talked about the fact of you know the love of New Orleans and wanting to wanting to honor it and honor all of the music from this part of the country. Um, But this is a special song.
5: Yeah, yeah. there, There was a you know most of the mostly I like to record. Uh, things very live and organic in the studio. Um, so a few of this, this is a, a bit of a rare song too because it sort of ended out being built in the studio a bit more. I heard this song um, when I was visiting Clarksdale and and Gary Vincent, um, who runs um, has a studio there and is a you know, well-known mm-hmm. producer and musician and songwriter. And uh, we had co-written a song on um, one of my earlier albums, which was um, called Love Me All The Way, and that was on Professing the Blues on the acoustic um, audiophile album. And And we'd, um, we'd done a little bit of songwriting together and a little bit of just hanging out and playing guitar and talking trash. <laughs> and we were playing different songs to each other, and he played me that song, and I ended up bringing... Um, a demo of it back home to Australia with me and it had really nice finger picking and I, and I really liked the song and I thought it was interesting, but it was a little bit high for me to sing. So I had this kind of crazy idea that maybe, um, I could do the finger picking part on my very rare national res electric baritone. Um, which is kind of weird because the baritone is, uh, you know, it's tuned halfway between a guitar and a bass and it has heavier strings, so it's much more physical to play. So I, sure. I worked out the finger-picking part um, on the baritone. And then um, and what I love about being in the studio is that um, palette across the album is, is just me and my two long-time bandmates, Mark Grundon, the drummer, uh, who's also a really good um percussionist and he he does a lot of hand percussion and also does brazilian he has a samba school and he's a really out there guy so instead of playing straight drum kit for this uh, song he started putting together this soundscape so you can feel like you're walking through the street and so it's got um, three different sorts of tambourine a foot tambourine and two different hand tambourines and a big old-fashioned um, walking-style bass drum, you know. So it's it's sort of like percussion mm-hmm. rather than drum kit. And um, yeah. and Tim Neal, my other long-term b- bandmate, who's best known at home as a like the Gun Hammond player in Melbourne, Australia, but um, he also plays piano. Increasingly, he's been playing electric bass with me. And he contributed that fantastic baritone sax to, to a couple of tracks as well. So he, he came up with this piano part and there was a grand piano in the studio. So suddenly this song kind of, it went from being an idea to being this kind of soundscape. Um, like you are maybe in a walking band, walking down the street and you, you walk past the bar and you can hear the piano part playing or something. I don't know, it's just... Uh, it struck me as a really fun, atmospheric kind of version mm-hmm. of this particular song, it's yeah. quite dif- different oh. from the, the oh. demo. But you know, Gary writes great songs, and uh, and I thought it, I I don't do many covers, so I like to do either songs written by friends or something that has a particular hook for me. You know, and I was uh, really pleased how this one turned out
3: yeah I mean, you just you know if that was your intention, as far as I'm concerned, you nailed it. New Orleans from Voodoo <laughs> in the Shadows, Fiona Boys. Mm-hmm. The boys, <laughs> what's your goal? For,
5: what's your goal for 2019? Uh, Do you have one? <laughs> well, um, I'm just—I uh, guess I'm already. I've just got back from Europe, re- Europe and I'm mm-hmm. already planning. Um, there's some interest to to go back there. I'm definitely going to be back at the Pine Top um, workshops in 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 Clarksdale in June, along with Bob Margolin okay. and a bunch of other great instructors so yeah i'm I guess i between now um I'm just uh, starting to make plans for next year and i you know it's just it's a wonderful journey I'm so thrilled with the response I'm getting from this album and um so I'm I'm looking forward to getting a chance to to play more of the songs and get out and and meet the people and uh, let people know about the album.
3: Absolutely, yeah, deservedly so. It's a great album. Um, I'm gonna have to take a drive down to Clarksdale in June, and um, just uh, stick my head in there. Uh...
5: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And look, I was just I laughing as, I'm smiling to myself as I was listening to that that last track because. Uh, you know, I was wondering, we just did a, not that long ago before I, I, I uh, went overseas again, I did a big Melbourne uh, CD launch party for, for uh, Voodoo in the Shadows in my hometown. And I was wondering, how am I going to play this song at at the gig? And it was great because I actually played the fingerpicking baritone part on the stage while the rest of the band with a few extra helpers made... Um, a second line from out in the, Ah. in the car parking lot (laughs) in through the gig. So we had the big bass drum and the, and the tambourines and the snare. And so the, the band came and joined me on stage and it was just, you know, I think there's something about that feel that is just so um, uplifting and fun, you know? And and this was again, part of my passion for the blues where, where people, you know, say, Oh, you play blues. That's all, Sad, miserable music, isn't it? And and uh, so yeah, that's part of my my uh, my passion to get out there and 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 share the music and and hopefully you know encourage people to think more broadly about blues music.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, just one of those things, sure. you know. Um, uh, that that's exactly what people see. Say blues, and they think, you know somebody sitting on a curb crying you know with with nothing in front of them and no hope and it's not what it, you know yes there's <laughs> some of that in there but there's some of that in there in every top form of music and of every genre you can find that that oh pitiful that pitiful you know music and song so it is what it is um I just love it. Her name is Fiona Boys, and she is a musician Musician that you should know. Uh, the website to follow her touring, check out her guitars, because she always gives love to all of her guitars. Uh, you can buy her music and more. is FionaBoys.com. It's F-I-O-N-A-B-O-Y-E-S.com. We're going to play one last song from Voodoo in the Shadows. Uh, this is the song that closes the album. Tell us a little bit more about Embers or Ember. No
5: ah, Ember, this yeah most of the songs are, are new, but this is actually an, an older song which I ha- had in my live um, repertoire for a long time. And in fact, I did record um, a version, uh, a live version, on an album called Live in Atlanta, which features Bob Margolin, your earlier guest, who's uh, mm-hmm. Bob's been a great mentor to me over the years and a great inspiration. You know, to dig in to deep blues. Um, but this song, I guess, I thought I'd never done uh, a wider release. I never recorded it on an album for, for a wide release. And, uh, and I thought seeing this album was built around the idea of my Hammond trio uh, with Mark Grundon, myself, and Tim Neal, that this would be a wonderful song to close out the album and, and be a, a lovely Hammond-drenched ballad. Um, and of course, it's that it's that typical torch song. Yes, it is about an ex, but <laughs> everybody mm. has every songwriter has songs about their sure. exes. But it's that, I guess it's that universal theme of um, the torch song, you know, and uh, so it's amazing how many people relate to this one.
3: Thank you so much, Fiona. I truly appreciate it. Uh, you have a wonderful day and uh, we'll try to make see if we can hook up in June when you're back in the States. Uh, from Voodoo in the Shadows, Fiona Boys, this is Ember.
1: See me, baby, late at night, in the bottom of your bourbon, by you
3: Fiona Boys off of Voodoo in the Shadows, Ember. Blues Blast Magazine said of Nisi's 2016 album, Wanted Woman, a great collection of well-written songs that were recorded by the best in the business. Nisi should be proud of what she has accomplished. Now Nisi has released Trouble with a Capital T, her latest on Ride the Tiger Records. Working again with Johnny Neal, Nisi brings us five originals and six songs written by Neal and others. Nisi and Johnny have brought together a stellar collection of musicians, including Sean Murphy, who appears on five of the songs. Trouble with the Capital T is Nisi's fourth release and is sure to bring her even more love and attention. Check out all things Nisi Niecy at Nisi.net and make sure you have all four of her albums in your collection.
1: on the couch with vinnie marini
2: hey this is bruce andrews and george dudley with two blue and the lucky stiffs and you're listening to music on the couch with vinnie marini Yo.
3: uh next monday on music on the couch a mix of old and new first johnny riley pops in for couch kid news with some info on his upcoming tour then couch kid new music with Nisi and her album trouble with a capital t then first-time guest Papa Chubby finally takes a seat on the couch to talk about his life and career and in layman terms return to talk about their new release, Strong Roots. You know how I feel about those kids, and the album is absolutely fantastic. And finally, uh, a new guest, Vanja Sky, will join the Couch Kid group. Uh, seriously talented, talented guitarist and singer Vanja has a new album entitled Bad Penny, and we'll find out more about this rising title. Talent, uh, that's all... Monday, November 26th, 2019, 9 p.m. Central Time, Music on the Couch, live, uncut, and uncensored conversations with musicians you should know.
1: Hey there, listeners. This is Dave Keller. You're listening to Music on the Couch with my friend Vinny Marini and Musicians You Should Know. Thanks for tuning in to
3: some of the best stuff on the airwaves. That's the first time I played that, a little bit louder than I thought it would, uh, thought it would be, so I apologize for that. Um, finally this evening uh, We head from Australia And I'm not sure exactly how we get there But somehow we keep uh, Flying over a bunch of countries And we end up in Great Britain uh, And my next guest Kurt Fletcher uh, He has a brand new album out and It's entitled Hold On It's sitting at number 5 On the uh, Blues Music Report album chart And this is the title track Kirk Fletcher, title track from the album Hold On. Kirk Fletcher joins me from Great Britain. Uh, good morning, sir. Thanks for sending me along early to join me. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it was my pleasure. Anyway, I, I go usually from, get up go pretty from,
3: early. <laughs> yeah, I go from Fiona, who's, uh, it's tomorrow, but it's like mid afternoon to you, and it's tomorrow, and it's what, 7 seven thirty or so?
0: 7.30? 6.30?
3: Well, actually, uh,
6: it was, uh, it's about 6.30, yeah. <laughs> 6.30, yeah,
3: 6.30, okay. Um, you grew yeah. up in the L.A. area when you, were, uh, when you were a small boy and you couldn't reach the knobs. Talk about the music that got played in your home.
6: Well, mainly the music that got played in my household was gospel music. My father was a um, Pentecostal preacher, and, you know, that's what we heard my mom sang. And, you know, of course, at the church, they sang a lot of gospel music and hymns and all that kind of wonderful music
3: (laughs) so that's really (laughs) how
6: music started for me you know
3: yeah Uh, and and i see in your bio it talks about when you were eight you began playing guitar alongside your brother um what how old were you when you actually first picked up the guitar and why did you uh want to play the guitar at such a young age
6: well, you know, it's it's funny because I just always really, really just liked the guitar ever since I was a really little kid. There are pictures of me actually at like you know maybe four or five trying to like hold my brother's guitar and you know trying to figure it out and what it could, what I could do on it. You know, <laughs> so yeah. really I think I started you know I really picked up the guitar. and could actually make sound on it probably around eight or nine. You know, just make notes okay. out on it a little bit. Sure, you know. <laughs> sure, sure.
3: How old so, were yeah. you uh, when? How old were you when you and your brother walked into uh, Music Works and you met Jeff Rivera, Robin Ford's guitar tech?
6: I was right around 16, 15, 16 years old.
3: So okay. you know that
6: by that time I had been playing for a few years and I was all about the guitar. So that place was just fantastic because it was a place I could hang out for hours and just see working musicians, because before that, I didn't even realize, well, yeah, you can get paid for this and actually be like a normal person, you know? (laughs) Well, I don't know about a normal person, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of loser.
3: What was the the music you were listening to uh, at at that point in time, like even before you walked into the the music store? You know, what what, what, what were the... uh, who were the artists you were listening to?
1: Well, a
6: lot of the music I was listening to before that was from my brother's record collection. So that was everything. So I was fortunate in that regard to be able to listen to, you know, everything from George Benson to Wes Montgomery to Van Halen or whatever had guitar on it that stood out at the time. And luckily in the mid-80s, guitar was like really a lot of guitar, you know, technically. Technical guitar, soulful guitar, which is Stevie Ray Vaughan and Robert Cray and Albert Collins, big in the 80s, you know. So I really, sure. it was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I was a kid and I was really, you know, young, so yeah. I was very impressionable, you know. So yeah. there
3: you are and uh, um, the uh, the Music Works becomes your second home and you end up meeting uh, Al Blake. Uh, yeah Within the first Within Pretty soon After that I guess uh, And um, Talk about your relationship With Al
6: Well Al Blake I met a little while later Maybe I was about I had been hanging out At Music Works For a few years And I met him Right around 19 actually So okay. pretty soon okay. After Yeah <laughs> But yes, yeah, yeah. st- and um, he, I met him at this, uh, we were doing this thing at um, a college, it was sort of like a blues kind of, just a show for the students or whatever. And I met him there and it was like immediately, okay, this guy's got something that I need to, you know, get under my, uh, get get in my uh, grab bag of things to do since I love blues so much. Because he was playing sure. country blues and all that. And i it's funny because I never really thought about this till now, but I saw the Hollywood Fats band CD in the store, and I thought, oh, man, this is probably really good. But I just didn't get around to buying it yet, so I met him. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me a copy of that record, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So it was just one thing led to another, and we would talk on the phone, and then he invited me to his house you know, to play me all kinds of blues that I had never heard before. And, you know, it was just really. Now I,
3: I hear the story is he'd invite you over for Sunday dinner and dessert was sitting absolutely. in front of the turntable. Yeah, absolutely. Dessert was in front of the absolutely. turntable, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
6: it was for Very me because cool. I was all about yeah. it. You know, I was into yeah. it. <laughs> so, Plus, you know, so, introducing. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: No, 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 finish. Please finish your thought. Go ahead.
6: Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, as well as introducing me to um, other people that were very important to my um, blues development and, you know, things like that, getting out on the road and stuff like that. He introduced mm-hmm. me to Kim Wilson from the Fabulous Thunderbirds. And yeah. He called yeah. Taj Mahal on the phone, and I got to talk to him, so it was pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah.
3: Your first album, I'm hearing, Gone, uh, it was 1999. You were about 24. Um, how yeah. did you hook up with JSP Records out of England, which is who released the album?
6: I hooked up with them through uh, this drummer named Paul Fasulo, who I played with quite a bit early on. He was a great drummer, played with James Harmon and different people like that around the L.A. area. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that's he sent a demo tape to, um, John Steadman from JSP Records. And, um, yeah, John thought it was, I guess, good enough to sign. So <laughs> he huh. signed me up. And we had, uh, Paul Pasu, I mean, uh, um, Jimmy Morello produced that record. And a bunch of my friends play on it. So it was fun. <laughs> and then
3: over, over the next 10 years, you, uh, were involved with uh, uh, a bunch of releases. Shades of Blue uh, with Melanie Zippin. Yeah. Uh, you were on Frank Goldwasser's Blue Jou. uh And then in yeah. 2008, The Manish Boys' Lowdown Feeling. Uh, and again, as you mentioned, you had met Kim and uh, so many other people. And uh, you ended up spending three years playing with the Thunderbirds. Uh, talk yeah. about that part of your career and what you were learning about Kirk while you were one well, of were
6: well, you know, what's funny is I had played with Kim Wilson in this blues band, and we'd done that record, uh, Smoking Joint, and I learned a lot there, like a whole lot, because Kim really took me under his wing, too. So I really had two guys, Al Blake, you know, first, and then Kim Wilson, you know, played me a bunch of, like, Excello record stuff and all that. Then I played with Charlie Musselwhite, <laughs> you know, and he was fantastic, and Charlie Musselwhite is really where I started to try and develop my own style. So by the time I got into T-Birds, I had already been playing for a few years, you know, and touring and really on the blues scene, kind of. Then I joined the T-Birds, and that was a whole other thing, because it was a band situation, a real band where you go mm-hmm. out and you play music that appeals to the audience and rock and roll and The hits that they had before, and I had my brother Nick Curran playing in the band too. We both were in the band at the same time, so that was like family. I mean, (laughs) out on the road, Ronnie James and all those guys. So Yeah. yeah, it was it was more like the sort of just having a bunch of guys around your age and being able to, you know, just go out and. Be together and play music and be mad at each other or be happy and everything. It was great. You
3: know? <laughs> just a bunch of brothers out. Just a bunch of brothers beating each other up and then giving each other hugs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
6: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, let's listen to another song from Hold On. Talk about uh, two steps forward. Uh, this is the song that opens the album.
6: Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, two steps forward. That song is just about my frustrations with, you know, the way I see the world and different things that just frustrate me. And I want to try and make something positive out of my um, frustrations. And maybe somebody else, you know, has similar things that they see about the world and they can relate to that song. And yeah, just trying to take, you know, maybe negative energy and turn it into just something that could maybe help somebody and maybe I could get something off my chest without being too, you know, like crazy. i say my soul was Mm -hmm. under attack, you know, basically like, yeah, you know, it's like I'm trying to be as soulful as I can, but this world is trying to make me, you know, not be as hopeful or something like that, you know, and that's really kind of where it started, you know.
3: (laughs) From Kurt Fletcher off of Hold On, this is Two Steps (laughs) Forward. Musicians You Should Know with Vinnie Bond Marini. Two Steps Forward uh, from Kirk Fletcher off of Hold On. Uh, Kirk is on guitars and vocals. Matt Brown on drums and percussion. Johnny Henderson on organ, piano, and Wurlitzer. Mahalia Barnes uh, vocals on uh, Two Steps Forward. She was on that song. And Jade McRae is uh, vocals on the uh, Hold On, which we heard earlier. The whole album was recorded at Canyon Sound in Bristol, UK in January 2018. Engineered and edited by Nick Dover. Uh, Alan Hertz is mixing engineer. Uh, Rolf Stauffer, Staufferker is, uh, did vocal overdub, uh, mastering by Scott Kinsey. And it is all on, is it Elysian music? Is that how it's pronounced? Elysian? Elysian. Elysian. music. Yeah. Okay. My daughter. <laughs> I was going to ask I I knew it was either daughter or wife I couldn't figure out which yeah. from the thank yous. from the thank yous I couldn't figure out which yeah. so I figured, yeah. I figured it was one um talk about talk about your musical progression since you left the T-Birds um you know how you've progressed as a musician
6: well it's funny I mean that's one of the reasons why I left um, T-Birds is because I felt that I was starting to want to delve into other kinds of music and, you know, just go a little bit in a different direction, you know? And I really felt that I, I really couldn't do that in the T-Birds, you know? I mean, it was fantastic and a lot of fun, but I just wanted to go someplace else. And I decided to do that right at the most
1: terrible time
6: because it was like, you know, the... um economy and everything just took a crash and I had no work and everything. So it was really, wow. It was crazy. Yeah. So I've done different things, you know, as a side man. And then I just figured out one day I had to start singing. <laughs> it was no other way I could possibly do it other than to just start singing. And that took a few years, you know, to just sing more than like one or two songs and it just developed sure. that I had to tour in Europe to have to sing more and more because, you know, I just can't do like 20 instrumentals a night. So, mm-hmm, you know,
4: mm-hmm. I
6: mean, there's only a few, you know, Ronnie Earl can, but, you know, I didn't find yeah. it, yeah. you know, the best way for me.
3: <laughs> what What made you move over to, to, to England? Actually, you know what? Actually, I live in Switzerland. <laughs> oh, Okay. Switzerland. I'm sorry. I don't know yeah, so why, but, why I'm stuck on England. Okay, Switzerland. Well, probably because uh, the yeah, record we're...
6: was recorded.
3: Uh, maybe yeah. that's maybe I, that's it. Okay. Yeah,
6: but I moved to Switzerland maybe two years ago, and it was mainly because okay. you know I fell in love and I was playing over here a lot anyway. Okay. You know, my okay. daughter was older. You know, in school at the time, so it just made more sense to just be over here and. The world's so small now. I mean, you can hop on a plane and be anywhere, you know, relatively quickly. So, I mean, it just didn't really seem like that big of a thing, you mm-hmm. know. And I wasn't playing as much in the states at the time, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs>
3: wanted, to you, I a, wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, you you've got a very robust touring schedule over in Europe, uh, which seems to go through March um are you planning on then you know making it over here to the u.s i mean you know new album out normally you know you would want to get over as soon as possible oh to, yeah to, absolutely you know but absolutely but uh but your i mean your 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 schedule uh through march is pretty solid i mean there's a, you gotta you yeah gotta a schedule I, I'll,
6: <laughs> I'll actually be in la in um january and then, okay. I'll, you know, I'm working on touring more Florida and different things, you know, throughout the year and doing festivals and stuff like that. I'm actually, as we speak, talking to some different festivals and stuff about getting the Kirk Fletcher Band there because, you know, L.A. In, in the States is my home. So I have to play sure. there. I want to play there and I enjoy playing there a lot. So I'm looking forward to it this, next year, you know.
3: So I I I always ask this question, maybe maybe you just answered it, but uh do you have a mountain that you're looking to conquer next year, you know, that next bucket bucket list item to mark off? Well, maybe it's a certain you know, festival?
6: Yeah, well I wanna play waterfront, you know, <laughs> I love that festival, you know. And so many King Biscuit, you know, all of those. And just, you know, being with all of my friends at the um, Blues Awards next year, too, you know, I just want to come out and see everybody, because it's been years since I've seen some people, and I really consider a lot of people from the um, Blues Awards, like, family, you know, I mean, they saw me, you know, when I was just starting out, you know, playing with different people and coming to the Blues Awards, and I've been fortunate to be nominated a few times, so it's it's really fantastic, so I'm just really excited to see everybody, all of my blues family. I like to say.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll get a chance to meet because I, I am not going able to go. I live uh, actually in Mississippi, um, so I'm oh, right outside nice. of Memphis. So uh, I'll, oh, nice. uh, you know, I'll be. I get to I get to go every year. All and, right, so I'll
4: see we'll you get there. To meet. There you go, absolutely
3: Uh, His name is Kirk Fletcher He's a musician that you should know Uh, The website is KirkFletcherBand.com K-I-R-K F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R Band.com We're going to play one last song from Hold On uh, As I look up at the clock It might not all finish during the live Part of the show But the song will finish off uh, When we get on all the podcasts Everything's run a little long tonight. I'm not sure why. It's kind of strange, but uh, I really appreciate it, Kirk. You know, when you're waking up early and, and spending a little time. When I got the album, you know, whenever there's somebody over in Europe, I'm always a little tentative. You know, will they come on? Will they <laughs> not? There's, there are certain people that live over there that just say, I'm not waking up that early. And I and I get it, and I say, okay, that's fine. But, you know, I, 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 really, I really appreciate uh, you waking up a little early and uh, um, and uh, you know, have a great uh, holiday season, and hopefully thank we will so meet much. in May. Uh, absolutely, and, thank
6: uh, you so much. It was my pleasure to come on and do it. it absolutely a pleasure. Thank you.
3: And and until next week, everybody, be happy, be safe, and share the blues, like Kirk Fletcher's "Times Ticking."